why welcome aboard this vastly colorful and extraordinarily literary rainbow for writers, authors, and storytellers. I'm author B.A. McCray, and this is The Optimistic Author, a positive and insightful tool for writers. What's up, writers, authors, and storytellers? This is a Hello Author episode, and we have author Ash chilling out with us today. Hey, Ash, how's it going? I'm good. How are you doing? Thank you for oh. having me. Oh, I was just about to say thank you for being on. I'm doing <laughs> good. I've really been looking forward to this. Um, I remember like seeing one of your first videos on TikTok, and it started with, I should be writing, but... And I just thought that was so brilliant and it really stuck in my mind. So, oh, well, thank you. I, I feel like all of us writers can relate to that as kind of, oh, yes, you know, the motto. I just kind of, you know, thought of it, went with it. Seems to go over well. <laughs> yeah, I think it's brilliant. Like you said, thank we you. can all relate to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, if, would you mind doing us the honor of telling us a little bit about? you and if you're work well I know you have a work in progress right now if you'd like to tell us a little bit about that and the story behind your pen name sure of course um well first as you said my name is Ash I write under the name A. Lloyd Spanton which is my maiden name and my last name and as I was saying to you uh, I got in a big fight with a lady who when I went in to change my name it was a big thing not to have a hyphenated name and I don't know. It was a thing and I'm not going to get into it, but uh, let it be known that I hold grudges and I'm still annoyed, (laughs) 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 but that, that is my, my pen name. Um, I write primarily speculative stories, a lot about um, complicated women. So I have two books, right? Two books right now. Uh, The first one is called the unforgettable Alexandra Shaw, which is a book about a girl who doesn't realize that her memories are fake. And the second book is called Does It Make a Sound? And it's a kind of speculative light horror book about a girl who lives in the commune in the middle of the woods, who thinks she's the last, like thinks her commune is the last people on earth. And that is very not true. Um, So those are the two that I'm working on right now. I am unpublished at this moment, but I have been querying book one. Um, there's been a little bit of interest, but obviously it's too soon to know anything. So I'm just sort of trying to see where things go and figure out where I want to take things and hopefully eventually have actual books that you and your listeners can read. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I have so many thoughts about the stories you just said. I, (laughs) well, first off, it just amazes me how you can come up with like a concept like that. It's just amazing. Like my comfort zone is contemporary because it's, you know, I don't have to build a world. It's already there. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's just kind of, I write set in our world, just strange things happening, I guess. Um, Sure. Yeah. Um, And I, I, for the first book um, about the fake memories, I have a horrible memory. And like, it's a, it's an ongoing joke with my family of like, why have we ever bothered to take you anywhere when you can't remember ever oh, no. going on a family trip? <laughs> Jokingly, of course, except yeah. with a lot of love. But uh, so it's, it's always really fascinated me. Why can't I remember these things? And kind of thinking like, well, you know, are my memories that I have even true? Or like, where did those lines cross? And that kind of, you know, snowballed into the whole idea of this book where a girl realizes that her memories aren't real and 
why that could be and whatnot. So wow, that is mind blowing. I remember <laughs> when I was in college, and I think it was during psychology or something. We were talking about like eyewitness accounts, something along mm. those lines, and how the brain can convince itself of creating a memory, and that really messed me up. <laughs> so fascinating, right? Yeah. The, yeah, the brain is wild, scary, and cool at the same time. There's so many times I'm having conversations and I'll say something and I'm like, wait, I might've just made that up. I don't know if that I was say that too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be talking to my fiance and I'll say like a fact, but then I'll second guess myself and I'll be like, just kidding. I think I made that up. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's very fascinating. I'm very, very interested in how the brain works. Wow. Yeah. I'm really excited to read that. Uh, the last author we had on the Hello Author segment, she's also querying right now. And that seems like a whole other, well, it is a whole other journey in itself. Mm-hmm. How has your experience been with that? It's been interesting. Um, yeah, I, I have to say I was very naive going into the whole publishing process and thought like, oh, you know, you just write a book and then you send it to agents and then they sell it to a publisher. You're like, no problem. As long as like the book, you know, is pretty well written and the the idea is okay. But I did not realize how much goes in it before you even start querying. Like the whole process of editing and beta readers and all that was so eye-opening to me. Um, And it's taken me a long time to actually start querying because... I've never felt ready. And I eventually realized you're never going to feel fully ready. Like it has to be just, I finally met a point where I know I can't take this story any further on my own Mm -hmm. and there's not much more I can do. So that is kind of my cutoff point. And I'm just going to throw it out there against the wall and see what happens. So I think so far it's been very positive. Like I said, I've had some interest, which is mind blowing because the publishing industry right now is very like uh I don't want to speak kind of of it but it's yeah it's complicated and bleak and you know there's a lot happening with it and like the big publishers consolidating the agents are very overworked and um I did hear something about uh editors walking out or something yeah it's it's very hard right now on all on each side of the spectrum not just aspiring authors but like Mm -hmm. the agents and publishers as well um so I think it was a really interesting time to kind of jump into that pool and I've been very lucky so far that it's going okay but that's not to say I haven't had a ton of rejections but uh I'm just kind of dipping my toe in to see what happens and that's all I can do I guess (laughs) yeah well I love the like the positive outlook you have on it kind of embracing the the rejections and also like the sparks of excitement from getting interest with your story. And yeah, I think it's taken a little while to get to that point. Um, For sure. It's so hard to get a rejection on something that means so much to you and you put so much work into. Yeah. And I've just, after learning so much about the industry and how publishing works and even just from reader perspective or like my own reading of books, it is so, so subjective. Like just because someone doesn't like what you've written doesn't mean that it's a bad book or it's not a story that deserves to be told. It's just that person didn't resonate with it. That's kind of the approach that I've started taking. And as much as, you know, anyone querying wants an agent and wants everyone to say like they love their work and have that validation, 
just because that agent doesn't like it doesn't mean someone else isn't going to. That's my optimistic author approach. <laughs> I was just going to say, I love that so much because <laughs> it's so true. I, I can't imagine how many agents there are out there. And it would be kind of crazy to think that like every single one you come across will like the same thing. So you're mm-hmm. just narrowing it down. Yeah. The way I think of it is like, if you or I were to walk into a bookstore, we'll pick up a book, read the back cover or the inside flap, whatever first page, you kind of have a sense in that first few minutes, whether you think you're going to like that book or you want to keep reading. That's what agents are doing too, right? It doesn't mean that book is bad. It's on a shelf. It must be like, there must be people championing it. Um, It's just not for you. So. Oh, I love that analogy. Kind of makes me want to go to like a a little bookstore now. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been to a bookstore in so long. I miss them. Me either. It's every time I think about it, I just hear this little voice in my head say, it's dangerous. Don't do it. You you don't need any more books. (laughs) Well, I'm curious to know, um, when did writing come into your life? Kind of every writer has a different love story to say (laughs) with writing. Um, I mean, I've always been a writer, which I think is something a lot of writers will probably start off saying. <laughs> For sure. Um, uh, when I was a kid, I was pretty sensitive and I had a lot of thoughts and feelings I didn't really know how to process. So I kind of, I started journaling as a way to express that. And that journaling kind of, you know, spiraled into telling stories as a way to like work through different situations and, you know, write out different daydreams and fantasies and stuff like that. And if it was very like cathartic and therapeutic approach initially. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's where I, you know, that's probably where I fell in love, just learning that it's a way to express yourself and to tell different stories and have a bit more control over certain things than maybe in real life, that whole fantasy realm. Yeah. It is like one of the the best outlets mm-hmm. ever. And yeah, I love it. I, I do like what you said about um how usually writers will say like they've always been a writer. Well, that's so true. I feel like we're born with certain things and typically writers are born writers. Like it just yeah. might take them a little while to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Even if you're not like physically putting pen to paper as a kid, I'm sure you're telling stories or coming up with different story ideas or. Yeah. Did you have um, any other mediums of storytelling that you enjoyed? Not really. I think it's been mostly writing. I mean, I love reading too, of course, but um, yeah, my outlet has always been, I was always kind of shy. And even, even now as an adult, I still, I don't, talk a lot I don't express too much unless you know I really have something I passionately want to say mm-hmm. but I can write like give me an email like write me an email and say how are you I will write you back a novel like email <laughs> letting you know everything uh so I it's always just been ingrained in you know my day-to-day yeah do you remember uh the first story that you wrote Yes, I do. Uh, it was a complete ripoff of Little Women. It was the exact <laughs> same story with different character names. I love um, it. And I printed it out, wrapped it up, and put it on the tree for my mom. <laughs> oh, that seems like a very Joe thing to do. Also. <laughs> I love that. Yes, I never thought of it like that before, but 
I'll take it. That just warmed my heart. Have you, <laughs> did you see the, uh, the movie that came out a few years ago? I did. Oh, yeah. did you like it? Oh, I loved it. Me too. Oh, I, yeah. I went and saw it like twice in theaters and oh, it was so good. Yeah, I was I was a little hesitant at first just because it started so differently than the Winona Ryder version. And I love mm-hmm. that movie. And, you know, I was like, oh, no, is it going <laughs> to are they going to not do well? But then like I was immediately taken and I loved the costume so much. And I oh loved my gosh, all the yeah. women. Oh, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, they all worked so well together. Just the on-screen chemistry was insane for like everybody. Yeah, absolutely. It was really, really well done. Now I'm going to have to go watch that again. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm thinking about watching it too. Well, kind of a small segue. What has been one of the most challenging aspects of your writing journey for you? And how have you learned to cope with that? Uh, I, I touched on this a little bit just in, it's not so much challenging per se, but just how unprepared and how much I didn't know about the publishing industry like that was a huge eye-opener for me mm-hmm. and how much work goes into a book to actually get to that point I hate revisions I am not good at revisions at all I would say that's probably my yeah. biggest challenge it's daunting I, yeah it is I love drafting I love just getting that idea out there but then having to go back and you know make some of it make sense and to <laughs> have like some proper arcs and make sure there's no plot holes it's yeah it is very hard I will do anything to not revise yeah it's rough out there in the editing trenches mm-hmm. you, you kind of like go into a whole different mode like don't talk to me I can't yeah. I can't handle this exactly I and I always end up like there's definitely a pattern to it but at some point I end up just completely hating what I'm doing not not so much hating the story but just being very angry at the whole process and I need to step away for a bit that's where I am right now in book two I wrote it I had sent it to uh my my critique partners and they've given me some comments and I need to go back through and revise and I'm not touching it yet like I can't (laughs) I cannot do that quite yet I don't blame you (laughs) it's hard and it's also kind of strange and difficult to explain because when we're editing our books, even when we're writing them, we've reread those words so many times that when we're in our like, you know, dozen times of like reading it, we think, is this even good? Because we've read it mm-hmm. so many times and it just Definitely. drives you crazy. Yeah, I do. That is one of my favorite parts of writing though, is when I step away for a long mm-hmm. enough period of time that I forget and I go back yes. and read my work and then I'm like, oh, I can't believe yeah. you wrote that. <laughs> like, yes, that I, is such a great feeling. Yeah, it's so rewarding. And it, mm-hmm. it's so strange that like you can, I don't want this to sound like boastful, but I think all writers would agree. Like you were saying, you go back and read it. You're like, I wrote that. And then mm-hmm. this is good. And you're getting into it. Yeah, no, that's not boastful at all. That's just being proud of your work. <laughs> and you should be. Like, we should all be proud of oh, our work. We yeah. did that. I agree. Who's one of your favorite characters that you've created and why? I am going to probably say Lex from my first book, The Unforgettable Alexandra Shaw. Um, I know a lot of authors don't write themselves into their books. I do, or at least I did for this one. Yeah. (laughs) Like this, this first book was very, uh, like I was saying about journaling, I kind of wrote it to work through some stuff. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's morphed a ton through revision. So it's not quite as much like vulnerable and personal as it was when I first wrote it. But uh, there's a lot of me in it uh, down to the character being a redhead <laughs> and uh, a lot of her opinions and whatnot uh, kind of match my own. So it's very personal and close to me. And that book itself was the first book that I kind of wrote start to finish and took seriously and went through this whole like editing process and beta readers and everything like that. So it's just a very personal experience and like a first for like serious writing careers. So I think that book and those characters and specifically Lex is always going to be very special to me. Aw, that's so sweet. (laughs) And I like hearing when authors like sprinkle themselves in a book because I feel like, not to say that other books that don't do this aren't still relatable, but it does bring a different relatability sense and connection yeah. to the book with the reader. I think, so. I think so too. And I know as a reader, obviously everyone finds different things they like and readers gravitate towards different things, but I mm-hmm. definitely gravitate towards stories that I feel I can personally relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes a lot of that is when it's a really personal story to the author too you it really shines through so and I think I'll probably always put a lot of myself into my books because it is me just coming up with ideas to escape that's kind of how I process and I write for myself or something like that no for sure I agree with that yeah I think it's a courageous journey that that you're going on because like you were saying, your story is so close to your heart. Well, even the main character and you, very close. And to send that out to people, I, is a lot of bravery. That yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would have been able to do it. I think yeah. I can't. Well, I, I will stay. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I don't think I would have been able to do this a year ago or two years ago. Um, I, I've really only started seriously writing within the last two years. And I think the biggest thing that kind of pushed me in this w- direction was I found a writing group and made really good oh. friends with some of them. And uh, so I kind of have a little like cheerleading team behind me through each step of the way, which is so, so helpful. And uh, yeah, I'll give them a little shout out. It's the <laughs> WTS squad. We met after Pitch Wars 2020. I don't know if you've ever oh, heard of Pitch Wars. I have heard of it. I've never partake, like done yeah, it before. I, I think it's sadly shutting down this year. So I don't oh. recommend it, but there's a ton of really great uh, mentorship programs out there that mm-hmm. bring together a lot of aspiring writers. And if you're looking for a community, um, you can find people and just have that support and meeting this little group and exchanging our manuscript with each other and like having them as the first readers, like you kind of build a trust with them who are other readers who are learning the craft and you can get your manuscript to the point where, you know, you think it's kind of in a good state and other people have read it and said really nice things about it. It just boosts your confidence in a way where I felt a lot more ready to send it out to strangers who are going to say yes or no, whether it's good <laughs> or not. I don't know. It really, if I don't, I really don't think I'd be able to do it if it was just if, if I had never met them and it was just me sending out my story, like that is terrifying to me. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, that like warmed my heart. I, I Uh, love hearing about 
community and like what that mm-hmm. looks like to different people. Growing up, I didn't realize how important community was. And now it's just, it's everything, what you surround yeah. yourself with. No, I agree with that completely. And it really has like it, when I first started kind of getting into this, I, I saw that all the time over Twitter, other people saying, find your writing community, find your writing community. And I was just like, uh, something people say, but now I, I am that annoying person saying, <laughs> find your writing community if you can, because it really does make all the difference. It doesn't even have to be writing community, just like, as you said, just a community of support yeah. um, behind you. Yeah. And I, I feel like you can almost like uncover it in the most unlikely situations just just being friendly on TikTok for instance Mm -hmm. like you and I we like liked each other's videos and commented on them and now we're doing a podcast together yeah I wanted to comment on that too because that is the second community that I was kind of welcomed into and I have to say, I felt ridiculous joining TikTok. I, I thought so did I, I. Like, <laughs> I didn't think I belonged. I thought I was too old. Like, I don't like being on camera. This is going to be so silly. And mm-hmm. then everyone is just so welcoming and so nice. And I've met some really great people and been introduced to so many books that I probably might not have come across otherwise. And it's actually been really amazing. Yeah, I I was really blown away by how, like you said, accepting the and positive the writing community is on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I was not expecting that at all. I didn't even know there was a writing community. My sister just kind of like pushed me into joining TikTok. <laughs> she was like, be cool, go on. <laughs> yeah, well, you definitely belong there because honestly, oh. every video brings me so much joy. All oh your optimism and positivity. <laughs> it really so does. Sweet. Thank you. That That's so sweet. That really made my day a lot better. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's scary putting yourself out there like that. And, you know, I never thought I would, but I don't know. It's just really paid off. Just even like, I don't have a ton of followers, but the ones that I do and the ones that I engage with or engage with me are, you know, they're really special. And I really, really appreciate that. TikTok is such a like weird, but like interesting platform because it's kind of the first platform where I post something and I, I I really don't care. Like if it was really stupid, I just send Mm -hmm. it out there. And it's also the first platform where I haven't really like paid much attention to the number of followers that I'm getting because I would rather have more, like you were saying, like authentic and like a good group of like people that feels like a community rather than like chasing for followers. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like what, what you, what followers you follow is what you're curating your TikTok experience to be. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'd always thought too that, uh, you know, TikTok would be so difficult to come up with uh, things to talk about and have to put yourself on video. And, you know, before my my little social media home was Instagram, but mm-hmm. I find it so much easier and much more natural to just flip a camera on and talk for a little bit than to try and but to take a picture and write a post for Instagram. Like I found that so much more draining to me and I didn't get a ton of interaction on Instagram, but on, on TikTok and book talk, it's just, it's a lot easier. Like you're talking to people as opposed to yeah. just posting something. And I think, you know, there's something to be said for that, which has yeah. been interesting to see. 
there it's like there's a more personal element to TikTok because mm-hmm. it is that front facing camera like they're sitting across from you or something exactly mm-hmm. wow <laughs> my mind's just blown out like just the whole concept of TikTok is so weird, yeah. but but great. I'm really glad that we both have come across it and we ran into each other. Absolutely. Me too. I, I very much appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any uh, words of advice for writers out there, rather they're beginning at writing or they've been writing for a long time? I, I do think I kind of touched on this. I'm sorry if it's repeating, but it kind of bears repeating. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely, like I said, find that community. Um, really, really important. Um, I mean, obviously, tons of people still make their way without it, but I, def- I, I know I wouldn't be here if I didn't have my writing group behind me. Um, and try not to take it personally. Uh, rejections or reviews, which I, is so easy to say. I know that. Um, but like I was saying, it's so, so subjective. Subjective, I hate that word so much because it comes up <laughs> so often when I'm speaking about things, but it's so true. And, yeah. you know, don't let what some person says about your book, like make you feel like it's like, you don't have a good book to, to put out there. You don't have a good story to tell. Like you deserve to have your story told and you'll find your yeah. people. It's all about just finding your people. Um, when you start looking at things, on like a big scale and like wanting to be a number one bestseller and wanting to be like on the top of all those charts and make a ton of money. It takes away from, you know, the whole writing aspect of it. And it's, it's kind of, it sounds so cheesy when I say it, but like, if you just write for yourself and looking for your people, I, I really genuinely do believe that the rest of that will follow if it comes from an authentic place, I totally and agree. you make those engagements that are really special and authentic. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I couldn't agree more being just embedding authenticity and genuineness mm-hmm. into your author journey is so important. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think like there's a lot of talk too of like writing to the market and, you know, trying mm-hmm. really hard to get an agent and I don't know um like I'm I'm obviously going down that route and you know that that is a dream for me and for a lot of people but you like a traditional way or if you're publishing it yourself with what you want you kind of end up in the same spot in the end really when you look at everything so like take the route that will bring you the most joy right where you'll enjoy it the most and you know, it's your story and you're feeling like you're doing it for yourself as opposed to, I don't know, feeling like you have to do something like you were saying, where it becomes more of a job than an actual enjoyment for yourself. For sure. I'm really glad you said that. And I, it's so cool to get this other perspective of the traditional route, because that's, that isn't the route that I took, but I love hearing about it. Because I don't think one route should be shamed like over the other. Like you said, they're both like the, their process is different, but like you said, we all end up in the same place. Somebody reads our book. And that is the important part, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure other people have different reasons, but for me specifically, I have stories that I want people to read Mm -hmm. and like how I get there is not necessarily as important as, you know actually having something in the end for someone to read so 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a nice little place to circle off to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all just sharing stories. Exactly. That's what it comes down to, right? We're all storytellers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where can folks follow you on your writing journey? Yes. So I am on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all with the same handle, which is A. Lloyd Spanton. Um, I'm probably most active on TikTok these days uh, until <laughs> I start to feel like I don't want to be seen and go back into my little hermit hole. But uh, that's okay to retreat to. <laughs> taking breaks is good yes exactly but yes that's where I am um hopefully I'll have actual publishing news at some point once I figure out what I'm doing but uh yes I will be eagerly awaiting I appreciate that thank yes, you of course <laughs> thank you so much for coming on Ash it's been so much fun and like I said I love hearing about the traditional like publishing route and just hearing about what your, your books are about has been really exciting too. Still blows my mind that you came wow. up with those things. Well, I really appreciate that. And I, I, I feel very thankful to be here to chat with you and to have met you. As I said, I'm just gush about you every chance that I, I oh. have. <laughs> so my goal is to make you blush as much as I can. <laughs> well, your goal's been accomplished probably like five times during this whole thing. <laughs> Thank you. That's really sweet. Thank you feels so great to to meet you not in person but mm -hmm. no outside I agree of TikTok. it's very nice I I agree you're lovely <laughs> oh you're very lovely too <laughs> and to you fellow writers keep creating reading and smiling and stay groovy